Okay, good evening everyone and welcome to tonight's meeting of the Design Review Committee. Uh, staff, do you have something you want to open with before we proceed? Thank you, Chair Adelman, committee members. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to tonight's Design Review Committee meeting. Thank you all for coming out in the cold. Um, just want to explain a little bit about this hearing and how it will proceed through the evening in case this is your first time so you're familiar. Um, the Design Review Committee will go through its regular business at the beginning, which typically includes approving meeting minutes or um, minor items like that. And then it will um, start with the formal items on the agenda, which will be the projects. That will include starting off with a presentation from staff who's sitting on either end of the table, who will give a brief presentation and then turn it over to the applicant team. The applicant team is with the project itself and they will provide more detail to the design review committee about the, the project. Uh, after that, the committee and the applicant team will have questions and answers and a dialogue about the project and then follow into um, the next phase, which will be public comment. So if you are here this evening to provide public comment on the project, there are speaker cards at the rear of the building, or, or I'm sorry, of the room that you can fill out and go ahead and hand it to Heather here, who will be clerking this meeting, and she will add you to the list of speakers. Every member of the public will have three minutes to speak on an item. Um, the public comment period really isn't a question and answer period, so so uh, if you have further questions about project or the details or want to have a discussion, please uh, um, contact the staff person. So for the project that's on the agenda this evening, Gene Burse, who's over there, is the project planner and he will be available after the meeting if you want to get his contact information or ask further questions. Um, but the public comment period will not be a question and answer. It will be to provide your comments to the design review committee. Um, and then that will, once public comments are received, the committee will close the public hearing portion or the part where there's public comment and have a discussion amongst themselves about the design of the project in order to formulate a recommendation to the applicant team. Um, we just ask that during public comment and throughout the meeting that we remain respectful in our dialogue and discussion uh, amongst each other. There may be people here with um, opposite views about the project or differing views from each other. And we just ask that you'd remain respectful um, to each other, to staff, and to the DRC. That looks like not jeering, booing, applauding, or making comments, but that we would have a respectful orderly meeting. Uh, also, during the discussion, um, this room is kind of echoey, so if we could try to to minimize chatter. If you do want to have a discussion or take a call, to please do so in the hall, just so that the DRC and the applicant team can remain engaged through the process. Uh, also, the design review committee, just to, to understand what their role in this development process is, is focused on the design of the project. So scale, massing, building articulation, the design, um, how it looks, 
landscaping, courtyard space. They do not get into the regulations of a project or state law or whether it has parking or water resources or things of that nature. That happens later on in the process with the next review board. So just in case you had questions or comments around that, those, those items would not be discussed this evening. It will be really, um, the scope would be more design related. So if you do have comments uh, about the design, please feel free to share those in your public comment, which will help the design review committee with their deliberation to understand the design-related comments. So thank you again, and we'll continue with the meeting. Thank you. Um, Madam Clerk, could you please call the roll? Sure, we have Member Cormain. Yes, here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Member Kiesel. Here. Member Tomasello, absent. Vice Chair Grodin. Here. And Chair Adelman. Sure. Antelman, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. You got it right. Okay. Okay, we're moving into uh, public communications. Uh, public communications is a time that's set aside during the committee meeting for members of the public to address committee on planning related issues other than scheduled uh, on this agenda. Uh, persons wishing to address the committee during the public communications period of this meeting should fill out a speaker's uh, card and uh, post it with the uh, uh, clerk. Uh, is anybody here willing or interested in speaking? Chair Alleman, we do have one public comment not related to agenda items, uh, and that would be Pete Freeman. Okay, um, at the last uh, DRC meeting for this project, there were numerous speakers and those speakers were limited to two minutes. And having checked into it with a council member, um, the city policy or the city council policy and I believe an ordinance and, and was reaffirmed by the city attorney that uh, public can't be limited to less than three minutes if they choose to speak that long. And I just wanted to address that before we got going tonight. Thanks. Staff, any comments? No, and I believe with the amount of public speakers tonight that the three minutes is, is appropriate. Okay. Um, and we'll move forward with consent items. Uh, item number one is approval of DRC November 18. Actually, I have my glasses on. It's uh, 16, 2022 meetings. Um, are there any edits or comments on the minutes? If none, may I have a motion for a second uh, to approve the meeting minutes? I don't have any. I'll move to approve the minutes from November 16th, 2022. Second. Uh, clerk, uh, Madam Clerk, okay. could you please call the roll? Sure. Member Cormain? Yes. Member Kiesel? Yes. Tomasello, Member Tomasello absent. Vice Chair Groudon? Yes. 
Chair Antelman. Yes. Item two under consent is approval of DRC 2023 hearing calendar. Uh, I believe we received the staff report and the calendar. Uh, does anyone have any questions concerning that? Uh, do you need a motion for approval? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. I, I don't. I didn't see the calendar. It's actually an attachment. You had to hit report and then calendar. Oh. Yeah, it's um, item number two. There's a staff report and then a calendar attachment. Can we see it now? Sure. We'll have Levi pull that up real quick. Yeah, I have to look again. What am I going to do on my phone, too, I guess? Did you see it? Levi, if you um, pull up the staff report, it's attachment A is a little clearer. So essentially, um, the calendar is to have one meeting every month for the uh, year of 2023, with the um, typical pattern of the DRC meeting being on uh, the third Wednesday of the month. Um, as we get towards the holidays in November and December, they don't quite fall on the third uh, Wednesday, but the other months fall on the third Wednesday of the month. Yeah, this question. Did you say once a month? Yes. Okay, so we're switching to once a month. Okay, that's, that's all correct. I really need. I don't need to see the calendar. Yeah, they pretty much take place oh, in the middle of the month. So it, 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 but it's changed from twice a month to once a month. That's, a, that's correct. Okay, that's fine with me. Okay. Well, item number four is being. We do need a motion and a second. Okay, need a, need a motion for approval and a second? So moved. Need a second. Someone, someone approved it? Someone motion? Uh, go for it. We do need a second. Need a second. Okay, yeah, I'll second that. Okay. Madam Clerk, could you please call the roll? Okay, we have Member Cormain. Yes. Member Kiesel. Yes. Member Tomasello absent. Vice Chair Groudon. Yes. And Chair Antelman. Yes. Okay, then we can now move for next, forward to the next formal item. Uh, but uh, before we go to three, four, uh, item number four is being postponed or rescheduled. That's correct. It's, that's correct. It's being recommended for a continuance to the January meeting. Okay. We need a motion. Uh, Chair Edelman, are you wanting to take that out of order and do number four continuance first before going to item number three? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, we would need a motion and a second to continue item number four. So moved. Second. I'll second that. Madam Clerk, could you please call the roll? Sure. We have committee member Cormain. Aye. Yes. Member Kiesel. Yes. Member Tomasello is absent. Vice Chair Groudon. Yes. Chair Antelman. Yes. Okay. Now we're going to move forward to formal item number three, which is project uh, J220092. 211 Design Review, located at 211, 231, 245 East Thompson. Um, in terms of uh, communications, has anybody had any ex parte communications concerning this project with the applicant or anyone else? No. Okay. Uh, could we please have a staff report? 
Thank you, Chair. The current item on the agenda is a request for a design review for a mixed building, mixed use building. The site consists of three parcels located at the northeast corner of Thompson Boulevard and Figueroa Street behind the California Courts of Appeal building in downtown. Surrounding uses include a two-story office building, the California Courts of Appeal building to the north, restaurants and Highway 101 to the south, a three-story office building to the west, and a surface parking lot to the east. The immediate area is well connected throughout with an existing sidewalk network. Nearby projects include the Ventura Downtown Housing Project and the Maricel Cora Project. Both are located west of the subject site. The Maricel Cora Project is a five-story mixed-use development on a two-acre site with 140 multifamily residential units, 6,500 square feet of commercial space, and a parking garage that was entitled in 2017 and is currently under construction. The Ventura Downtown Housing Project is a five-story development with 255 multifamily residential units on a three-acre site, and that project was entitled back in 2015. The DRC saw the current uh, design, the 211 project, back in September of this year uh, and provided feedback on topics that included height, mass, as well as open space and are shown on the screen. And at this time, the development team, the, the applicant team can come to uh, the table to present the revised drawings. Uh, the applicant team did submit revised drawings. However, as a note, uh, staff did not conduct the usual 30-day review for the revised drawings uh, as a way to, uh, since the DRC's desire was for this project to come back as quickly as possible, uh, staff did not conduct the usual 30-day review on this. However, a usual, a typical 30-day technical review uh, will be done prior to this project being heard at Planning Commission. And this concludes staff's presentation. Okay, is the applicant present? I assume you wish to make a presentation. Yeah, good evening, commissioners, staff, members of the public. Well, we're back, we're happy to be here. Um, we have a short presentation that expands upon staff's presentation. Um, and we're just excited to present a revised project that we feel uh, addresses a number of the comments uh, expressed at the meeting back in September. So uh, we have just to kind of let you know who's here, we have the development team, which is the daily group that's supported by uh, RRM Design Group and Broderson Associates. So they're gonna take over and go through the design and then of course we're available for questions. So thanks again for having us. Good evening, um, thanks for the opportunity to come back to you to share some uh, responses to the uh, dialogue that we had last time. We heard quite a lot from uh, the community and from the Design Review Committee, and we have tried to, uh, in earnest, listen to those comments and respond in a way that is thoughtful and helps to kind of clarify the intention of the project and what it is we're, we're trying to accomplish. So this obviously is a corner view from approximately the, the, the corner in front of Tony's Pizza. Um, what you see here is that the building has been um, divided into increments to further express one of the main concerns of the DRC was the idea that um, larger buildings like this should be broken down into mass and to be expressed in increments that feel 
at least express the idea of different buildings. Uh, next, Liam. Um, just to put this into the larger context, because there was a lot of discussion about what's the appropriate scale for this location. And it is true that the downtown specific plan has set a, a limit for commercial block buildings in the T5.1 zone of uh, 4.25 stories. Um, we are proposing to exceed that, and we're doing so because of the in incorporation of inclusionary housing. We're providing a, a fairly significant amount of very low-income dwelling units that will serve uh, people who are employed in the downtown area primarily. Um, but in the larger context of the city, as in the general plan and through a lot of community dialogue over the last two decades, um, we adopted as a community an infill first strategy. And um, one of the things that we see in that regard is the, the establishment of the SOAR boundaries and the idea that we don't want to expand beyond our current boundaries without some sort of um, significant planning and public vote. So we will not expand beyond our boundaries then that means we're redirecting energy back into the community. So directing new development inward away from farmlands and hillsides, uh, reusing developed land that is no longer serving a highest and best use, which, by the way, we have a lot of. There's a, a lot of land in our, within the city limits that is not particularly well utilized. And that's good news for, for the future of the community. Um, and then building needed housing and services in proximity to jobs and to local transit um, that's that's of, of primary concern. Next slide, please. So this is an image of downtown Ventura and some of the kind of key opportunities that are located here. We've got the uh, waterfront, we've got the hotels, we've got the fairgrounds, we've got the mission, we've got uh, shopping and grocery and... Um, go ahead and hit the next slide, please, uh, Levy. Um, next. So the project site is right here in the, in the middle of this. Now the, the white radius circles represent walking distance, a five minute walk, and then the outer radius being a 10 minute walk. And within those two radius, there is a myriad of uh, jobs, of services, of entertainment, of culture, uh, recreation. You can see that, that this is a, if you're going to live in a place where you didn't need to get in a car every day, this would be one of those places that uh, would be of prime value. Next slide, please. We also have this idea that, you know, and I, I refer to it, you know, fondly as the Great Wall of Ventura. The freeway was built in the early 1960s and took our little beach town and cut it off from the ocean. And there are basically five points along the length of this freeway between our, the, the main body of our community and the beach. Five places where you can get across that freeway or under it. And this is one of them, Figueroa Street. This is a main connector between the beach, the promenade, the fairgrounds, and Main Street and the, the neighborhood of the downtown. And so I think um, when we look at the context and we think about the role that this street and this site play in furthering, the, you know, establishing the importance of that connection, uh, we see that as, as very significant in this discussion. Next slide, please. So this is an aerial view of that same location, Figueroa Street. Next slide. So you can see, there it is. There's the mission at one end. And interestingly, if you stand on the steps of the mission right now, you can actually see the ocean. And you can see the ocean because there's a little portal under the freeway, and there's blue horizon. On a sunny day, you can see the blue line of the horizon 
through that little opening in the freeway. That's it. That's the connection that we've got in this area to the beach. The freeway itself is elevated. Uh, there's a, a significant line of trees that align that. But that little blue portal, uh, I have always enjoyed uh, since I got here in the early 80s. And this project absolutely does not infringe upon that blue portal, I promise you. Um, next slide, please. So here you can see the, the, the project itself in the context of all the other things that are going on around it. Next slide, please. Well, I am not going to read this. Um, well, let's see, maybe I can. The, um, so the DRC uh, expressed a few significant concerns that, that um, staff and we took <coughs> note of. Um, the proposed building height is higher than what is appropriate in this location in downtown. A maximum height of three stories would be more in line with the existing context. And that word existing is really important because, in my opinion, the downtown specific plan makes a significant effort to understand and recognize that the existing context is not the context that we are to design within. So our response is that the site is zoned for a 4.25 story building. The proposal is for a 5.25 story building. Um, and that accommodates the inclusion, inclusionary housing. The downtown is evolving to become a more walkable, dense neighborhood, while the scale of the existing context may be generally low. Recently built and approved projects are creating, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on, creating a, a much more urban context. Um, the proposed design is consistent with this emerging direction and the stated goal of the downtown specific plan to create a spectrum of affordability in a vibrant, walkable, and more urban downtown environment. The design has been modified to create uh, more variation in the heights from two stories to four stories to the maximum 5.25. Uh, bringing the, the courtyard into compliance with the, the requirements of the one-to-one -one ratio and exceeding the required open space throughout uh, the project. Next slide, please. So this is the original proposal. This is what, what we shared with you last time around, and we were pretty excited about it, to be very honest. You know, this was pretty, uh, for me, uh, you know, someone who's been working in the downtown for 40 years. Uh, in 1983, I couldn't get a developer even to be slightly interested in downtown Ventura. Um, and to have this kind of energy and interest in downtown, the original downtown specific plan from 1994 targeted 1,800 new homes for downtown. Uh, we weren't able to get it to happen. There was a recession in the early 90s and another recession in the mid-2000s when we were starting to get some momentum. Um, but we're, you know, the, the, the energy is clearly back. And this, for me, is very exciting. Uh, so next slide, please. So this is the revised design, and we want to make sure that you can see clearly what it, the differences are, because there are some differences that I think are significant. Next slide, please. Um, the massing has been reduced to comply with the commercial block warrant number one, allowing four stories plus 25% fifth story. Um, so we're actually at 5.25 stories, and I want to make sure that that's clear. Um, that, that text is uh, slightly, uh, slightly off. Next slide, please. This is the outline of the original proposal. We, had, we took off an entire floor along the Figueroa side. That floor remains on the east elevation and on a portion of the um, Thompson elevation, but we significantly reduced the massing of this along the Figueroa edge. Next slide, please. So here you see the ghost of the original proposal, and then next slide, please. Here you see where we are with the 
final design as it's presented tonight. Next slide, please. Massing and multiple buildings. The building does not have the appearance of two separate buildings. So the project does, does not have, I have, sorry, I have to stand up. <laughs> I'm squinting, yeah. The project does not have, does not, this is the, the, the DRC's uh, words. The project does not have to be broken into two separate buildings, but should appear as two separate buildings along Thompson Boulevard. Additional breaks in massing could be incorporated into the design. Increased variation in the character of each side of the building could help the design appear as two separate buildings. So the response on our side, the design has been substantially modified to provide architectural variation and physical breaks in the building mass and to remove one floor along Figueroa. The result is a strong expression of different architectural responses to create the impression of multiple buildings. Next slide, please. So here you see the, the Thompson elevation. <clears throat> Next slide, please. Uh, one more. So here you see the, the one, one increment, and it's a contemporary architectural response to Thompson Boulevard. Next slide, please. And then the other increment, which is a more traditional response to the corner at Thompson and Figueroa. Next slide, please. So here we are, see, we see the corner. Next slide, please. Next slide, please. So here you see one response. Next slide. Two responses. Next slide three responses. And what we did was we broke this corner piece away from the larger mass on Thompson with a uh, stair, an open stair that is designed in the spirit of the old fire escapes. And it has that kind of iron aesthetic. Next slide, please. Um, and then, of course, we have the, the terraces. We've, we've taken, instead of a single roof terrace, instead of the courtyard, which is the required open space, we've provided a series of stepped roof terraces to provide every neighbor, every resident, opportunity to enjoy some pretty substantial, uh, delightful views and places to socialize. And we like to provide variations in various places for people to socialize. And then, of course, we have the, the corner plaza as well. Next slide, please. Overall, the architectural style is of good quality and appropriate response to the existing context of the surrounding area, the words of the DRC. Our response, the design aesthetic has been further enhanced to provide a more historically sympathetic response at Figueroa Street. The design has been further influenced by other larger scaled buildings in the downtown. And I'll talk about that in the next slide. Or maybe the next slide. <laughs> oh, okay, so these are architectural characters. So this is the difference at Thompson, which we see as the sort of the more contemporary face. And it's busy and there's a lot of traffic, um, but it's, it's a more contemporary uh, face. Next slide, please. Along Figueroa, we start to move, first of all, the, the sidewalk is substantially widened. And this has been one of the things that we've heard people in the community asking for, wider sidewalks, give us more breathing room. And um, Figueroa, again, being this, one of these prime connectors to the beach that we have, uh, I think we've done a really good job of giving a very um, enriched, enhanced connection from the town to the beach. Next slide, please. So here you see that wider sidewalk. It's like a 20-foot wide sidewalk, maybe 18, but it's, it's wide. It's generous. And there is room for cafe tables. There's room for bicycles to be parked there without hindering pedestrian access. We have shop fronts all along that line. And these shop fronts, 
um, were actually inspired from the developer's perspective, walking down Main Street and seeing the iron and resin building being um, renovated and fixed up. And he just he pointed that and said, that's really gorgeous. Let's, let's see what we can do with that. So that was our inspiration for the Figueroa Street shop fronts. Next slide, please. The wall plane lacks articulation in this highly visible location. The design provides roof elements for the northwest corner and the southwest corner of the frontage, which are distinctive. However, the middle wall section is differentiated by only a slightly reduced parapet. Additional inset or articulation for this section could address this issue. The response, the west elevation has been modified to present an historically sympathetic response consistent with specific contextual references, such as the Ventura Inn. The design places importance at the street level with the shop fronts in traditional rhythm and materials, brick along the, with broadened sidewalks and a corner plaza. These street level responses have a significant impact on the character and feel of this public corridor of beach access. And I would say that you know, most of us experience these buildings at the street level. That's where we live, that's where we are. We don't generally stand across the street from and admire an elevation view per se. Um, next slide, please. So this is context. This is um, the Ventura Inn, and I want to point out that it's sitting very comfortably next to a two-story building that uh, we're all very familiar with. It's an interesting intersection because it's quite eclectic. There's a building of modern, you know, the design from the mid-60s, and um, the Ventura Inn itself was built in 1926 by a developer from Santa Barbara who built a similar hotel there. It was at the time considered one of the you know, highest quality hotels between Los Angeles and San Francisco. And uh, it is 99, now, it is now apartments, by the way. It stopped being a hotel sometime in the, probably in the 50s. It, it uh, is a single room occupancy residential building now with 95 units in it on a one third acre site. That's about 280 units per acre density. And it exists in the downtown perfectly compatibly with our neighborhood. Next slide, please. So here's our Figueroa frontage. It's not quite as tall as the Ventura Inn. Story shorter. Next slide, please. So here they are together. So what is Ventura? What is downtown Ventura? What is compatible in downtown Ventura? And here you see the, the, portal, the portal to the beach. Next slide, please. This is the view from the steps of the mission in our, in our modeling. Next slide. And there you see the, the, the um, proposed building setting in the distance behind the courthouse. Next slide, please. This is a view from the cross. And you can see, of course, the, the Crown Plaza, and then there's our project. There's been a lot of concern expressed about how these buildings and this is not a lone incident. There are a number of these buildings you know, being proposed and going up and how they're going to destroy the skyline of the city and they're going to, to you know, ruin the character of our town. And I would tell you that our town is much more resilient than that and it's much more um, suited to evolving and it's going to continue to evolve. And over here modeled is some of the approved development and the Cora and the Wave. And this building is of a very similar character and scale. Next slide, please. This is Thompson. This is the Cora project on the far left. And next slide. There's our project. And of course, there's the Crown, Crown Plaza on the other side. Next slide, please. 
the courtyard. Um, we uh, modified the design. We brought the we took off an entire story next to the courtyard, so we now meet the one-to-one -one ratio. In a hurry, Levi. That's <laughs> okay. No problem. Um, I mean that that pretty much that that pretty much concludes my uh, my presentation. I, just that you know we have not only do we provide the courtyard that's required by the code, but we provide some really wonderful roof terraces. And um, I've said this before, and and I mean it very sincerely. A project like this that incorporates um, both market rate and very low income housing um, excites me. We're used to in our culture we build the affordable stuff or the lower income stuff over here and we build the higher income stuff over here and never the twain shall meet and in a project like this someone can live in one of the very low income apartments and they can enjoy a beer or a glass of wine at sunset on the same roof terrace as anybody else and I hope we see a lot more of this coming and I think we will next slide please so there we have it I think that's the last one Thank you. Okay, do uh, any members of the uh, DRC have any questions for the applicant? I'm sorry, Chair Anneman. Do you mind speaking more closely into the mic? It's challenging to hear you. Thank do you. Do any members of the DRC have any questions of the applicant? Thanks. Want to start? I, uh, yeah, I have a couple of questions. Um, the Cornice element on Thompson, uh, you have uh, cast uh, Bornford concrete, do I understand that correctly, along Thompson to the, um, the building out the more modern construction? Yes. And then it terminates and becomes stucco. What is, what material is occurring at that transition between the two elements? There's a concrete parapet and then a metal, um, uh, cat piece. Okay. The um, brick that you have as a material on Figueroa, does that, I was a little confused looking at the images of the courtyard, the graphic presentations um, on sheet um, A2.1, the 3D view, is the portion of the building that is on Figueroa, is that a different material or color? The upper portion is a different color of stucco. Okay, so it's just stucco, it's stucco. but it's a different yeah. color. Yeah. Okay, and we have a laser pointer that we might be able to use. And um, my last question right now would be the, the courtyard itself is, I, I realize you redesigned the, uh, the layout of the courtyard and how it's being used and uh, the height has been reduced or the, uh, the appearance of the height in that space. Um, 
Are you finished designing the surfaces of that courtyard? In the sense of, is there going to be any more articulation of materials? Or? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, and within the courtyard itself and the elevations of the courtyard. Um, we welcome your feedback. We, uh, we're satisfied with the design at this point in the process. I think you'll be able to see a little bit more detail on the L-2 sheet in your packet. It's at the back. And it, it's been reduced by a floor. It's not the appearance of a reduction. It's actually yeah. been reduced. On both sides of the courtyard for that ratio. Okay, well I'll reserve my. But, but there's a there's a large um, raised planter with a specimen tree, and then there's an oval um, lawn panel which will probably be artificial turf, um, and then there's a seat seat wall that surrounds that turf area for people to sit. There's a, a large, another large uh, built-in planter that will have a mix of, of plants, a small tree, and then there's a, um, a, a deck with a spa, and, and then a, um, a linear hedge at the end of the courtyard to provide separation from the neighbor, neighboring building and the access to the garage, you know, car traffic. Um, it's, and then there's, there's also um, patios associated with all the units there, and they're separated with, with some planting as well. Um, and we try to keep those spaces fairly open when we're in a confined area like that to create the sense of space. But I do think that uh, the way it's designed, I think it'll create a pretty nice passive um, area, sort of two different spaces. One that's passive, you pass by, you see it, there's some green. And then uh, the the spa area, which is a you know which is a nice amenity for the residents. Okay. That's all the questions I have right now. Jack, do you have questions? Yeah, um, could uh, you kind of as a landscape architect, could you kind of run through your, your landscape design concepts, kind of like a little bit go more into the areas of of the different. You know, from the street view, what's changed from what you had before, and what what you have now, and some um, of the reasons. For we, that. the package you had the last time um, on the ground floor is very similar to what we have. Um, well, we do show tree street trees that are in tree grates and such, and we're of course maintaining the palms that are along Figueroa, um, along Thompson. Along Thompson, uh, we have a mix, of, a mix of plants, but once again, the trees have been determined by the city tree coordinator. And, um, and everything else is, is very similar to the way it was before. Um, some interesting ground floor amenities are in this upper right-hand corner. There's a, a place for people to, to, to take their pets. And there's also uh, a, a pretty significant surfboard storage and an amenity for the residents there so that they can go down Figaro, go to the beach, come back, uh, go through that back entrance, and then head up to their, to their, uh, their units. Um, and, but um, unless, I mean, if you have a specific question, I'm glad to answer it, but on the ground floor, it's very similar to what we had before. We have live, live work units on the, on the uh, Figueroa side and then um, ac different access points, and then the corner is really dominated uh, by the commercial space. 
if you want to, and uh, yeah, if you go up one more slide and we get to the roof. Um, and then on, ooh, that's old. That's an old slide. We have the, hopefully they have the current in the packet, you on look in the your packet plan, it's updated. On L-3, sorry, that's, that's, a, that's, that's what we had previously. Um, mm -hmm. It's now the entire length of Figueroa, we have a roof, a roof deck. And that roof deck includes um, a, a lot of wonderful amenities. There's a, there's a, a community space and, um, and, and there's a, a large outdoor cooking area. We have seating with views along the, the railing at, at, along Figueroa. Um, and uh, once again, there's a, there's a corridor that leads to that space and we have a tree that's more or less on axis there that sort of provides that one large um, specimen tree, which is sort of thematic. And, um, and, and yeah, it's the usual stuff. We're gonna, we'll develop it further during design development, but I, I, I think it's, it's got a lot of the elements that have been very successful at the Calton project, which is built and being enjoyed by folks now. If I, if I may, Jack, um, Commissioner Kiesel. What's that? Excuse me. Um, we've, uh, in addition to the landscape program elements that are in the courtyard and on the rooftop, um, the special attention's been paid to the corner plaza, um, enhancing the sort of cafe culture um, that Nick mentioned earlier regarding um, um, some of the establishments on Main Street and our, our program to serve that enhancement of the Figaro corridor towards the ocean. I have one question regarding the pool deck, or what's that, the spool, excuse me. Um, and you have that one wall that separates the, the spool deck and that one kind of curved planter. That, that wall's solid. Um, is there a reason why that's solid versus like semi-opaque or is it what's driving that? There are some um, limitations regarding the building code and pools and safety. Um, so in order to delineate a, a physical separation to that pool, um, it has to have uh, a bit of uh, separation. But uh, to your point, the comment, uh, a comment on the opacity of that design element might, um, might enhance the location. So uh, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't have to be solid, it could be, no. yeah, yeah, that separation. Well, actually, actually the separation between the, the open, well, the, I'm calling it the, the green space or whatever, the, the passive space, and then the separation from the pool deck, that's intended to be a, a wall which holds the base of the pool deck, and then an open railing system on top of that, which satisfies the pool safety issue, because we have to have a, a five-foot separation. So the wall skirts the substructure of the pool deck. Right, yeah, I get that, yeah. That I was just the, the top part where... The top part is intended, railing, yeah. is intended to be open. Uh, it, it is from not... But in, I guess when I looked at the 3D rendering, it looks solid. So th that was... Yeah, it could be comment. a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no... I mean, that would be... Um, that would make the entire space seem really small. So we want it to... We want to design it so that we don't see underneath the pool deck and right, the utilities, right. but we do want 
um, we do we do have to have a physical separation, and and that planter is is of a significant scale in order <coughs> that we can do that with plants as well. We can create a veil of plants, if you will, that all you know your eye you'll think that the space continues, but but it'll create some sense of separation for the folks that want to sunbathe or hang out on the deck. Okay. Th thank you. That's it for me. William, you have any comments or questions? No. Okay. Um, I have a few. Uh, I think it might be beneficial for the commission and for the public to maybe explain uh, a little bit more about the low income uh, features or housing features of this project. Sure, we can go into detail. We've got 15%, um, which is uh, 10 units proposed at very low income, and then an additional four units proposed at the moderate level as part of our proposal. So just to give uh, com a comparison, you know, if you look, the typical um, studio amount or a typical studio rental rate in Ventura is approximately, you know, it varies, but approximately $2,000 and a very low income studio unit would rent for approximately $900 is the difference. Um, and, and moderate's a bit below that, at a, you know, just under 2,000, 1,800 to 2,000. So significant uh, reduction in rent associated with the very low units uh, and a decent uh, reduction for the moderate as well. And these units are located where within the project? They're spread throughout the, the development and they have the same uh, set of, of features that any other, they look no different than any of the other units incorporated. So same finishes, same flooring, same type of blinds, um, same windows, everything's the same. Okay. Can I, are, are they the hatched ones on the plan, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brian, question for you. Uh, courtyard, south-facing wall, uh, any consideration to giving, making that into a green wall or a landscape wall? Are we looking at the, the, the courtyard, the courtyard. second floor courtyard? Yes. Um, not really because, where, where would that be? I'm confused. So this is the, is north facing? Is that, would like a, a west facing um, or a east yeah, facing? Yes, kind of, well, I'm looking at the sheet A2.1. Oh, okay. Uh, upper left hand corner. Let me, let me find that. This wall here. So that, oh, yeah, that's going to get, um, that will get southwest sun, so it will be bright. Um, those are housing units on that side, and, you know, the way the sun moves, um, I, I actually, if I'm doing a green wall, I prefer to do it on the north side of a building or an east-facing wall, because there's a limited amount of, of water and moisture you can keep in a, in a shallow soil profile and so that would probably not be where I would want to do it um, and by opening up that courtyard we, we gained a significant amount of square footage there which is which is wonderful because it allowed us to do some things which was create better patios for the units and also um, you know create a bigger a, a nicer um, access way through there so I, I appreciate that, but I, I, don't, I don't see where that would go. Okay, so you, you did consider it. Well, we rolled it out. You, you just consider it right now. <laughs> you know, a more appropriate place for a green wall might be 
Um, we have that corridor that goes up and there's a series of open spaces associated with each landing as you go up on the Figueroa side. And there might be a place where uh, Greenwall would be quite appropriate there, but um, it really relates a lot to where the units are and who's got windows and things like that. I think that's a pretty attractive elevation, so I think it's fine the way it is. Okay, and uh, question for you, Nick, and sure. you know, I don't want to meddle in a design or any, but uh, you have that canopy <coughs> that overhangs on the corner, Figueroa and Thompson. Yes. Any thought to actually util utilizing that space as a, as a deck? Uh, I don't um, know how the code would treat that, but whether you could put people up there and have them overlook the street. Turn that into it's a it's a cool idea, Al. Um, it, at, the, at the moment, it's it's position in the building would make it a little bit challenging to do that. We have a lot of roof, deck, and terrace. But this would be public. Um, but this would be public. How? I mean, who would access well, it? Like I'm assuming that's some kind of restaurant from the restaurant. Shop? You mean? Oh, when you say there? public, you mean the the users of the restaurant? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean. You know, candidly, we haven't considered that. It's a different kind of structure. We would end up probably putting some columns under it and changing the the um, sort of perimeter, um, how it meets the street. I think our intention at the moment was just to keep it as open as we can at street level. Um, it's not out of the question. It's not something that we looked at uh, with that in mind. Okay, just a suggestion. And it's a question. A, it's, it's got the... Um, the trellis element in it right now, so it lets light into it, and it provides shade and light. So if it became a deck, we'd have to solid solidify that and lose that light down at the street level. Mr. Chair, may I ask a question? Yes, go ahead. What did you? What was your last comment? Well, there's a there's an overhang that projects out uh, on the corner, the corner of Figueroa and Thompson. Right and at, at the shop front. I, I I got it now. Thank you. It just looks like it's a, it's a good opportunity to get the public up into the building uh, because you're not going to let the public up on the rooftop or in the courtyard, I assume. That's not public. That's a management issue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I. The, cor the corner plaza there is intended to be accessed by the public and only a portion be sort of occupied by a restaurant seating, and that's delineated on the site plan. Um, I think your idea about... Um, using that space um, is above uh, where the canopy is. Um, structurally, there's there's a lot of problems that you know we need to solve in order to make that useful. Uh, but within that, um, within the retail space in the corner there, there is a mezzanine, which um, is in interior, but does have a, a good view of the street uh, with the glazing that's there. Uh, so the, perhaps the effect is similar. Okay. It was posed as a sure. as a question, not as Very a fair. solution or a suggestion. Okay. Uh, any more questions from DRC? If not, we're going to move on to public. Wait a second. So maybe I'm confused. I don't understand the process. Don't we get to ask staff questions? Because we, uh, or don't you finish, go through and finish your presentation, and then we ask you questions on it? Vice Chair Gordon, you're you're able to ask us questions right now too. Yes. Okay. My. My agenda, that wasn't included. So, okay, then let's, uh, do we have questions of staff? Yes, Mr. Chair, I do. Um, okay, so the off-street, I mean the off-site improvements that they're showing on the, on the project, which are off um, uh, bike parking, and they're showing some seating, bollard seating, and the bulb out, 
are those something you're allowing the developer to actually do or is that something the city plans to do because it's it's part of the presentation and actually presented as part of the building as such and is that something that will happen short answer yes also okay. too if i may okay. the you know we have a, some streetscape improvements proposed which are shown in the illustrations and the photographs including the extra trees the, the bicycle parking that you saw but we also have a 10-foot dedication in front of the shopkeeper units, so a lot of like the outdoor dining and some of those other areas are actually, we're dedicating that. It's privately owned property that we're actually improving and incorporating into the overall streetscape. So that, those, this area here, so these, are, you, are you talking about Figueroa? Yeah. Okay, because that's, that was my next question. And then you also have some area on Thompson, Thompson as well. Correct. And so that is, that is, Similar approach Similar, there. but I'm assuming right. that you guys, that's just part of your design. Correct. Where the city has to buy into doing the stuff that's in the public realm. Um, could, could I also add to that, Josh? Sure. The, yes, the, um, the process typically, first of all, it's uh, been a big focus of the proposal to look at the public realm and, and what this project does to engage and enhance that. And we've heard from many in the community that you know sidewalks are the place where we live. and. Um, as we've sort of re-engaged with our urban environments, we're trying to reclaim them. Um, from my experience, we, what we're doing is proposing the conceptual. It's been reviewed at DAC level, but it's certainly not final, and we know that we will work through a process with Public Works to fine-tune. Uh, bulb outs and things like that can get a little challenging. There's some mention about you know bus stops and how to integrate things like that. Um, so there's a process to go through, but everything we're presenting is intended as a part of the project. Okay, so the off uh, the public realm stuff that you have on your drawings are, is intended to be part of the project. Yeah, and okay. similar, just to, as a frame of reference, it's similar to what we did with the Caltown project. We actually ripped out the old sidewalk, even though it was all publicly owned property, ripped out the entire sidewalk and integrated brand new landscaping, curb, gutter, sidewalk, and all the other associated improvements. We're proposing to do the same thing here as part of this project. Yeah, okay. Because it's integral to your, especially the corners. Absolutely, um, we agree. It's integral to the, to the design of the project, so. Yes. Thanks for the question. Yeah, I have no more questions. Any more questions to staff before we proceed to public comments? Okay, uh, then we're, uh, we're gonna proceed to public comments. We're going to limit the speakers to three minutes and the clerk will moderate. Okay, we have 17 public speakers, and speaker number one is Jack Neely. And after Jack will be Carl Spector. Carol. Carol. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm one of the owners of 199 Figaro Street. Uh, our three-story office building is directly across Figueroa Street from the proposed project. We're right at the corner of Thompson and Figueroa. Um, when we completed construction of our building in December of 2000, um, the Meta Hotel and the Greyhound Bus Terminal were still operating, and the site directly west of our property was the old Ventura Unified School District offices. So um, we're keenly interested in the proposed use and, and design of this project. Um, when we became aware of Daily Group's development plans 
for the former Meta Hotel site. Uh, we reached out to them through a common acquaintance and asked if we could tour their recently completed Caltom uh, project. And they graciously agreed, and then we spent um, the better part of three hours walking that project from grade level secured parking um, to the rooftop common amenity areas. And when we toured, there were only four remaining vacant units. Um, and we were really, really impressed by the quality of the project um, from the building materials that were selected and the dwelling unit finishes and the thoughtful design of the common amenity areas available to all of the renters. And based on what we observed, you know, it's no surprise that they're nearly 100% occupied or they may actually be 100% occupied at this time. Um, we've been downtown for nearly 22 years now and um, progress has been fairly slow in the making, but uh, downtown is definitely changing for the better with this new development. Um, but we need more quality projects along Thompson Street to continue that momentum going forward. And projects like 211 have significant and lasting positive economic impact, and they enhance the quality of life downtown. So for these granted selfish reasons, we're very much in favor of the 211 development and have every confidence that the Daily Group will deliver a Class A upscale mixed-use project that will be a terrific addition to downtown Ventura. And um, we urge uh, the committee's support for this exceptional project. It'll be another high-end addition to downtown, and it would just Thank be you. tragic Time's to lose up. it. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Our next speaker is Carol. And then after Carol will be Pete fin Findeman? Friedman. Um, hi, DRC members and staff. Um, I'm opposed to the project for a number of reasons. I'm not sure that health and safety is your purview, but I'm just going to mention it quickly. During the Thomas Fire evacuation, frightened people were stuck in their cars in that very intersection and could not move. And now we're adding 94 more units. Every time there's an event at the um, fairgrounds, it floods Thompson and Figueroa. Um, and harbor and they're adding a hotel just a block away so it's just going to be a disaster there i have friends who stayed at the crown plaza and they were coming home and they had to wait an hour to make it to their hotel the police stopped them because a concert was letting out and they said we can't have any traffic here and now we're adding 94 units i think this is privatizing public views for those who can afford to live in this intrusive and expensive building. I applaud the low income. That's incredible. But I don't think it makes up for the fact that um, I gave you a handout. I don't know if you got it. Um, OK. That the general plan specifically mentions um, Figueroa and Thompson, uh, Poli, and um, sorry, uh, Foothill as scenic, and it says to protect scenic routes, to require development, to respect and preserve the views of the community in its natural context. This does not by putting that building up there. It's in our general plan. 
Um, this building looks like one that is being built in Thousand Oaks. I had a slide, oh, are we? This is, the con this is the building, and then the next slide is what's being built in Thousand Oaks. They're almost identical. We are Ventura. We are, um, I think we need to, make, we don't want to become every town USA, and here's an exact example of how this is happening. Um, you're the design review committee, so I don't know how you're going to allow. It's a beautiful building. I uh, Granted, I was impressed, but it does not belong here, and it does not belong on that corner. Um, there's a coffee shop, a pizza place, and a, some historic homes almost directly next to that. Um, and we know the downtown specific code says it must conform um, to what is around there. I think this building should be denied, redesigned, lower the height, make it fit into the neighborhood, be concerned about the health and safety of those who live here and those who have to deal with the traffic, um, be it the Thomas Fire, the concerts, or whatever. This project should be enhancing and adding to what we have in Ventura and not making it worse. And I think that's an example. Thank you. Pete? Next, we have Dave Wilkinson. Hello, committee members and staff. Um, we need to follow the guidelines. That was a quote from one of the current committee members, DRC members, regarding the DTSB guidelines. I urge you to follow that suggestion when discussing this project. Some of the DT DTSB guidelines include proposed buildings should relate to architectural characteristics of surrounding buildings, especially historic buildings and from historic resource design guideline in the DTSP, uh, infill buildings should be sympathetic and compatible with surrounding buildings in terms of mass, scale, and height. Establish con conservative height limits in areas adjacent to the mission and require new development to be cited and designed pursuant to the development code. That's in the DTSP also under T51 Figaro frontage, which this project falls under. Um, also, the applicant stated in their response letter that the stated goal of the DTSP is to create a vibrant, walkable, and more urban downtown environment. That's why the creators of the plan decided to three and a quarter stories on this site would achieve those goals. Also, the applicant says that this is five and a quarter. That's still a six-story building unless they're going to have a two-story, six-floor, or two-foot, six-floor. Some of the DRC comments from the previous meeting were, it's not Ventura to me. Warrants shouldn't be granted like they're candy. Staff hands are tied, but ours aren't, as referring to the DRC. Should fall within the intent of the DTSP and should be three and a quarter stories. I think it's too tall, it's too massive. It's not that the DTSP was intended to do, it's not what the design guidelines were intended to do. It should not be as tall and massive as it is. Big stretch from three and a quarter to six. I know that's what we're trying to achieve and have to allow. I have discomfort with six stories. It's much too massive. The building is way too tall. Um, my question to you tonight is, do you honestly think the changes made by the applicant between September and now address your previous concerns? And one other comment. Um, there's a question about the commercial block in that area being allowed to be four and a quarter. That was questioned after September, and a response from former director Gilly said that that is incorrect, that it should be three and a quarter, and there's a ratio involved with that, so it's just something you might want to check into. 
Thank you. Dave Wilkinson, and after Dave, we'll have Stephanie Caldwell. Hello. Uh, thank you. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll try to go through this in a logical manner. I didn't really have time to prepare uh, my thoughts, but I wrote down some things just now. Um, so um, I tried to pick up the latest edition of the Ventura Inspiration. It should be out any day now, but you'll see in the very intro, in the welcome pages, it says the secret is out. So Ventura used to be this sleepy town, no longer is it. So I think um, what we're seeing is, a, is what we're seeing around downtown Ventura is, is cannot agree with that more. Um, a lot of the comments earlier about you know walking around downtown and the, that, that special corridor from Mission down to, to the ocean, I agree 100%. Flip that around, go from the ocean down that corridor towards towards uh, Main Street, you go under that, that overpass, tight little corridor like was mentioned, and then you have this six-story building right there that blocks the hillside views. Um, I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, strongly recommend a view of the proposed site from the west on Santa Clara Street, looking over the three houses that were built in 1900, well over 100 years old. I think that will give you a good perspective of the contrasts that you'll see there. Um, walking around the hall, walking around here in the, in the city hall, in the halls, you, you don't see pictures of, of six-story buildings on streets back one next to the other. What you see are hillsides. What you see are the beach. Just look in your own halls right here, and I think you'll, you'll see what Ventura represents. Um, you know, kudos for the negotiation tactic of aim high, six stories, and then, you know, typical bargaining, you go, you, you try to get to the middle. You know, it was brought up earlier. Um, Article 2, urban standards, this is zone T5.1, which is 3.25 stories. Not sure if that's been addressed or if it was missed. Um, that was dated on February of 2020 in the zoning district map. Um, and lastly, this screams economy of scales. I'm an engineer. I, I don't know. I mean, that's all these big, big, big buildings do. Economy of scales. Fill them in. Get, get more money. Um, across the street between Topa and Tony's, what's going to happen when those small buildings get knocked down? Hey, those are six-story buildings across the street. Let's put that there. That's going to happen, guaranteed. Look at, I mean, look, look at those buildings. So this is just a precedent that's going to be set. Lastly, I got three little kids at home. I wanted to bring my Lorax book and take you to that page where it says the Lorax uh, lifted himself out of the town. Time's up. I couldn't find that book, but I think you guys know the meaning of that story. Thank you. Stephanie, Stephanie Caldwell, and after Stephanie, we have Karen Flock. Good evening. Uh, my name is Stephanie Caldwell, and I serve as the president and CEO of the Ventura Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we have more than 700 members who represent roughly 24,000 employees. We have a housing crisis. Governor Newsom campaigned on the need to build 3.5 million homes in our state. A recent article by CalMatters on October 31st noted that only 13% of Governor Newsom's proposed 3.5 million homes have been permitted, let alone built. The crisis continues. 
On December 2nd, the VC Star ran an article, Ventura County's sluggish economy lags behind rest of the region. The article quotes economist Mark Schneep as saying, quote, the unemployment rate is almost the lowest on record and there's tons of unfilled job positions, so the labor market isn't the issue. It's getting more people that we can get working. The labor market is really strong right now, but we need more workers, end quote. These workers need to live somewhere. At the chamber, we hear over and over from our members the desperate need for qualified workers. Whether it's our retail, restaurant, hospitality members, or education, tech firm, and healthcare. Um, heck, even our own city has, has challenges. The need is great. The ability to attract and retain employees is one of the biggest issues facing our business community. Add to that the housing crisis with a lack of availability and affordability, and we have a significant concern that goes beyond just the business community. When we voted to adopt SOAR, density and infill became the focus for new development. This infill project, which is beautiful, will provide 94 much-needed units that will help our housing crisis, especially the 14 affordable units. I ask for your support on this project. Thank you. Karen Flock. And after Karen, we have Sarah Kraft. Good evening, my name is Karen Flock. I'm a resident of Midtown Ventura, and I support this project and I urge you to approve it. I think this is an appropriate site for higher density. Uh, it's already been mentioned, but since we approved SOAR, we need to make efficient use of the limited land resources that we have. I really appreciate that it includes some affordable homes. We need more housing, and especially we need more low and very low income housing. And this also helps to meet our requirement to affirmatively further fair housing. About half of interns are renters, and about half of interns are low-income people. And renters tend to be lower income, and they tend to be younger. Um, I appreciate the work you do on this committee, and I appreciate your expertise. I do feel it's a little bit unfair that multifamily housing is subject to design review, and single-family isn't. There are definitely some single-family homes that I think could use some design review. Um, Full disclosure, um, in my day job, I work for the Housing Authority of the City of San Buenaventura. Um, we own a, an apartment building that's kitty-cornered to this site um, at Palm and Santa Clara. It's a seven-story building. It was built in 1963, and it's part of the historic context of this area. And it's a great little community. So again, urge you to support this. Thank you very much. Sarah Kraft, and after Sarah, we have Bob Guthrie and Wendy Sauter with Bob granting his time to Wendy. A couple things on the visual and, and the staff report. I don't see the entrances to the subterranean garage, and I would be concerned if there are two uh, elevators, not just one. Also, um, the actual breakdown of the 94 units, you know, so it's really not 14 affordable. It's really 10 actual affordable and four sort of market rate affordable. So it's not f truly 14, you know, real affordable. Um, I'd like to know how many, you know, the breakdown of the 94 units, how many studios, how many one bedrooms, how many two bedrooms, just in case it gets to the planning commission and somebody decides to say, oh, this is family housing, 
but you know, they're, they're studios and one bedrooms. So I don't want anybody getting confused thinking this is family housing. With all that said, I believe the project is too tall, too dense, uh, too traffic congestives, congestive, pardon me, and too damn big for the lot size in this specific downtown location, which is not two miles from downtown, it's two blocks from downtown. So I would say to any, anybody, I'd say act your size. You know, your mother, your grandmother said, Billy, act your age. I say act your size. Okay, I can see this beautiful building, and I'm looking right at him. It's beautiful. I can see it in Glendale, Burbank, Pasadena, Woodland Hills, Santa Monica. Here's one of the reasons I can't see it here. All of those places have real jobs, okay? They've got uh, the entertainment industry, studio and, and uh, uh, the recording industry support services. They've got major tech jobs, engineering, true architectural firms, large banking and financial and insurance centers, real, you know, jobs. We don't have any of that here. In fact, I, I don't even know if we have an actual real economic development director. Um, I was a reporter. Uh, a journalist, magazine journalist, and television writer. I've read a lot of EIRs, I've done a lot of meetings, and I can just say, it's gorgeous, I love it. I just don't love it there. And, you know, you gotta act your size. There are little towns like uh, Calabasas, Agora Hills, and Westlake Village, all between 15,000 and 30,000 people, where, you know, 30 people came into the room and said, you can't do that, nope, not that, nope, not here, nope, can't do that. And the developers are like, I want, I want, I want, because that's their job. It's their job to say, I want, I want, I want, I want. And it's your job and the commission's job and the council's job, and the council has actually abdicated its right to be as engaged as it rightfully should be. Um, so this is not attacking you. I mean, I'll save it all Time's for up. Thank you very much. Bob Guthrie, and it looks like actually Bob will be speaking with Wendy's time going to Bob. No, what, what was going to happen, I wasn't sure if my wife Wendy was going to be able to make it tonight, so I was going to do, that's okay, do her presentation, I think it's covered under the uh, for better or for worse clause. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just, since I have a couple of minutes, I'll just say a couple of things. I just want to make it crystal clear. The T5.1 does not allow a four and a quarter story building. It's three and a quarter. Commercial block does not give you an extra story. It's, you look through every word, every sentence in the downtown specific plan. There is no grant of an extra story for a commercial block building. So if we're looking at this thing as it is a four and a quarter story building, it has to go back to the drawing board. And the reason I say that is the base density, which is used to calculate the uh, density bonus, was done on a three and a quarter story building. If this is in fact a four and a quarter story allowed building, back to the drawing board, because the base density would be wrong. I did want to say, Nick, I, I like the building personally. I think it's a nice looking building. I think the iterations you made to it improved it. But in my opinion, it's too tall. It's not gonna affect my views. From where I live, it won't affect them. But the day after the rains, we walked along Poli Street, and you can see right where the, the property is because you can see the Palms building, which is actually three feet shorter than your building. You can see exactly where it is, and you can see the freeway, which is at 20 feet, and then you can put that extra uh, almost 50 feet on top of that, 
and you see what it's going to block, and it will significantly block public views from Poli Street. There's, there's just no argument. Um, the other thing is the pedestrian scale on this building is off. Stepping it back on Figueroa, that helps, but when I was out walking along uh, Poli, I walked down to the site, and I stood at the uh, southwest corner of the Court of Appeals building and looked up. That building's 30 feet tall. Your building's 69 feet tall. I came home and I put it into a PowerPoint presentation because I can't do CAD. I don't know how to do CAD. And, you know, put another 39 feet on top. And it is, it's dramatic. I mean, the pedestrian scale is extreme. And that's, that's not really the feel that we want for Ventura. The other thing I did is I walked across the street, um, so I was on the uh, southeast corner of um, Figueroa and Thompson, and looked up at the mission. And the mission will be just completely, not, it, you'll see it, but the size will be, it's just like it's so insignificant compared to this big structure that you're gonna be comparing it against. At a distance, it's just makes it insignificant. And that's all I wanted to say. Okay, so we're gonna go with number nine, Misha Aban. And then Trayton Schutz. Thank you very much, Maisha Aban. I am in support of the four-story mixed-use building with 94 dwelling units, including, and most importantly, these 14 affordable units that the city and the um, people who work in this city um, need to have. Thank you. Trayon Schutz. And then we have Alyssa Chambers next. Hello. I think this is a very beautiful building. I think it should be built. It creates jobs, it creates growth in Ventura. Thank you. Okay, Alyssa Chambers. And after that, we have April R. Hello. Um, thank you for uh, you know, doing all this. But um, I just wanted to say I'm in favor of the project. Um, I believe it's going to bring a lot of youth to the city. Um, we do need more uh, employees and all that good stuff. So I think it's a, it's a good project to um, to give people more opportunities in the city. Thank you. April R, and after April, we have Josh Domingo. Hi, um, my name is April, and I'm a property manager here in Ventura County. I have uh, five buildings that I manage. Um, we definitely are in need of more housing and also affordable housing. Many of the properties I have um, have waiting lists to get in to the building. You know, we're turning people away. You know, people are having to not take jobs because there's no housing for them. So I think the building is beautiful and the Daily Group does a great job with, um, you know, presentation and, and having the building look great. Thank you. Josh Domingo, and after Josh, we have Wendy Sutter. 
Good evening, Design Review Committee and neighbors. Um, I've learned a lot as I've participated in the General Plan Advisory Committee, and I appreciate working with many of the voices in the room, and, and thank you all for coming and expressing um, all of your opinions. Um, I also know many of the team members working on this project, and I appreciate the respect that they have uh, for this committee and the process. Um, I believe they're following the rules and respecting the guidelines. Uh, they present themselves well at meetings, and uh, they're working to meet the requirements and recommendations by this committee. Um, DRC, I know that you know that the growth is necessary here. Uh, this project will positively affect the downtown areas and many of the local businesses that I regularly support. Um, my company's office uh, was in the suites on the Court of Appeals, um, and next door I would pass this vacant lot and its tumbleweeds and dead grass every single day as I walked down um, to the coffee shop down the street. What's currently here is much worse for the character of our city than this project is. Uh, thank you for this design. My request is that you grant permission for this project uh, to move forward for the following reasons. Number one, the group is following the guidelines um, and have a track record of great work in the city. They have made the changes requested by residents from the past hearing and respectfully listening to the critiques on the project, much more than many other groups that I've observed. Our local housing crisis isn't just the worst in the state, it's the worst in the nation, as I know many of you are aware. Someone who made my current salary 40 years ago could afford a home here. I'm on my way to home ownership, uh, but it is much more difficult for my generation than I think many longtime residents understand. I'm much more nervous about what a bigger out-of-town developer with deeper pockets would do to our space. Um, if you find that the group is moving unethically or my characterization of the project to be objectively different than what I've said, I'll remove my support, but I trust Nick and this team, and I thank you all for your consideration. Wendy Sutter. After Wendy, we have Christy Weir. Good evening, DRC members. As always, I appreciate your time and expertise reviewing these projects. Regarding 211, the fundamental problem remains that this project is too massive and tall. Per the DTSP, the building should be three and a quarter stories tall, not 69 feet tall. It represents approximately 100 units per acre. It is four stories taller than the, than the freeway and is 40 feet taller than the Court of Appeals, which is next door. I reviewed the last DRC meeting when Mr. Groden asked Mr. Deach if the footprint of the Ventura Inn was close to 211. Mr. Deach said it was close, and then he said, well, it has a slightly bigger footprint. In reality, 211 is about four times the footprint, five times the volume, and 10 feet higher. 211 does not meet the DTSP 5.10.030, stating that proposed buildings should relate to the architectural characteristics of surrounding buildings, especially historic buildings. The neighborhood consists of three single-story craftsman-style historical homes, a small park that honors the Chumash, and of course the mission. The height of this building will block views of the Channel Islands from Poli Street, a recognized view corridor in our city, which conflicts with general plan policy 4D. It will also eliminate the view of the hillside from Figueroa Street, again violating policy 4D. From the southeast side of Thompson and Figueroa, the otherwise excellent view of the mission is almost obliterated. The applicant claims that the downtown is emerging into a more urban context, that's his desire, not the intent of the DTSP. Let's follow the city's guidelines, preserving the visual importance of our mission rather than dwarfing it in the interest of ocean views, 
for four stories of this building. The height of 211 Thompson can be reduced if the applicant puts in subterranean parking. The building does not appear as two separate buildings. More variations and breaks are still needed. Please, DRC, continue to insist on modifications and ask that this project comes back for another review. And again, thank you for your time and consideration. Christy Weir, and after Christy, we have Amy Shuri. explain those. Um, good evening. Thank you for meeting again about this building. Um, as, as we've heard tonight about SOAR and, and about all our codes and general plan, the, um, the city created our form-based codes to ensure that infill development is harmonious and respectful to our historic downtown. And that's the reason we have a downtown specific plan. It was in reaction to SOAR and in reaction to our infill policy to make sure the infill um, didn't become overfill. And overfill is what we see happening in certain areas. This is, this is zoned 3.25 3 stories. That's the zoning. And the reason it's zoned that is because the general plan and the downtown specific plan said this Figaro corridor was, was to be conservatively zoned for height to respect the mission, to respect the heart of the heart of our city. To quote, um, in the downtown specific plan, preserve and enhance public views of the ocean, mountains, and cultural, culturally significant buildings such as the mission. Um, I'm gonna ask tonight, because the DRC is very influential in terms of the design of our city, um, that when you make your motion at the end of the meeting, that it be very specific and detailed about your recommendations, and that it be based on the downtown specific plan, and that will be translated to the planning commission, and that will be very helpful. Um, public view protection is the basis of interest culture, and that's why this building is in the it is is blocks the view both ways, from from the freeway you can't even see Sarah Cross Park. Um, it's four stories above the freeway, <laughs> and from the Poli and Foothill you you can't see the ocean. So it is that's the reason it's zoned 3.25. The um, the downtown specific plan lotting pattern um, you see. It, it, it's mentioned throughout the downtown specific the, the historic lotting pattern is 50 feet. So when you look at on Figueroa here, you're supposed to have, you know, the feeling of old historic downtown lots, separate lots, not one ginormous building. And that's what that one, um, actually both of those, the, the one, one handout I has, has the, the, the building that was actually approved in Thousand Oaks that looks almost identical to what's being presented tonight. And then the other one is a, a recently proposed Santa Barbara Hotel on State Street that um, 
they're using the 50-foot lotting pattern of a historic downtown, and you can actually see on that design that those look like separate buildings. It doesn't look like one ginormous hotel, right? Those look like four separate buildings because you're supposed to make them look like four lots. Um, the minimum, the sidewalk minimum, it's interesting because um, on the plan I thought it said 10 feet, but now you're saying 20 feet sidewalks, which is great because I, I keep hearing like a kind of a comparison with the Ventura Inn. The Ventura Inn is way actually a lot smaller massing wise, but the sidewalk in front of the Ventura Inn is 20, 21 feet wide. That really helps when you have a big building. So if it is 20 feet wide, fantastic. Um, that will help. I don't know what the setback is. You might want to ask what the actual setback is. You know, where the city sidewalk meets the, the private space and the, the building setback and then the width of the sidewalk. It really should be, to make pedestrian friendliness and the view corridor, it should be 20 feet at least. Um, and the housing authority building across the street, I think, I think 211 is 69 feet tall. The Housing Authority building, which is the big tower, which is seven stories, is um, 65 feet tall. So, and then the Venturi Inn is, I think, 10 feet shorter than this one. So this is, this is, this is very massive. Um, the, uh, I think you guys got a letter from the planning, um, the Coastal Commission. I hope you read the letter from the Coastal Commission. Um, they have concerns about views, so you might want to read that. Um, they want to see more renderings of the actual views and what, what's going to be blocked. Um, in, the, in the downtown specific plan, it talks about, let's see, policy, um, it, the T5.1, which is 3.25 stories, um, has a, a little subsection, which is called the Figaro footage. And the Figaro footage action says, establish conservative height limits in this area adjacent to the mission, which is what, what happened with the, the, that, that zoning. And then with the two, it's supposed to look like two buildings. It's, it's several lots. that They haven't gotten approval for lot consolidation yet. So this is several lots here. And in a downtown, you have smaller lots. Um, the downtown specific set plan says, development shall be designed as if buildings were built on narrow lots following the 50-foot historic lotting pattern in downtown Ventura. Each building shall have a clear and harmonious pattern of vertically oriented facade openings and entries. So hopefully you're paying attention to that. This, this building still appears like one big building. It has some stairways in the middle and some divisions, but it still feels, it doesn't feel like 50-foot parcels. And Time's up. Thank you. And I apologize, but Amy Cherie actually gave her time to Christy Weir, so that's why she had additional time to speak, so. Thank you. Um, Veronica Garcia, and after Veronica, we have Adrian Gonzalez. Veronica Garcia. Okay, we'll move on to Adrian Gonzalez. Hello everyone, good evening. Um, so I am current resident at Keltom Apartments and I am for uh, this development. And the reason being is that a lot of the public speakers here are most likely, I'm assuming, homeowners. Um, I am a renter and with this new development, I think it 
a lot of the, the newer generation has opportunities to move to Ventura, as myself. Um, I had lived in Santa Paula, and since you know, the Keltom building had gone up, I, I was able to finally be a resident of Ventura. I love it. Um, I have not heard nothing negative about the Keltom building other than otherwise. I've heard that it's beautiful. It makes the city look beautiful. Um, we have residents intertwined with um, lower income. I don't think there's any discrimination in the apartment buildings. It's, it's a beautiful concept. And I think it'll have a lot of growth. Um, one concern I do have is, of course, the, the traffic. Um, however, I've been living here since July, and I, I've seen the concerts firsthand. I've seen multiple events, and I've never really dealt with traffic as much. And I live at the Caltama apartment buildings. Um, as I mentioned, I lived in Santa Paula. I dealt with the Thomas fires. I dealt with a lot of things. Um, even with no apartment complexes, no structural buildings that you could say are, are large, we dealt with traffic as well. I think that was, you know, more of an emergency planning that's needed in a sense, but I think it's great. Um, I'm all for the, the structure, the growth. Um, we also have to see the dynamics of the future. Um, I know, again, speaking for most speakers, um, are possible homeowners, but it's very unfortunate that young adults do not represent the younger population and speak for new growth, new development, because there is a tremendous amount that most can't afford. Um, you know, looking for um, homes in July, inflation has gone up tremendously. Um, there's a lot of homes, single homes that are, you know, renting bedrooms, apart, you know, smaller studios, et cetera. And Caltom gave me the opportunity to afford and live in Ventura in a beautiful residence, new building. So I think, again, um, please think positive about this, and I'm all for this uh, new development. Thank you. Last, we have Mark Sorota. So I wasn't planning to talk tonight. I just, uh, after hearing everything, I think I should add my voice uh, into uh, being opposed to this building. Um, I appreciate the improvements in, in terms of the building, but it's not adequate to help with the overall size. It's just still, still too big for the location. And as it was pointed out, it's a really important location uh, in this town. So, and it doesn't meet our D DTSP standards. Why, why do we have standards if we're not gonna follow them? Um, there's been some comparison with other uh, large buildings in terms of height in town. But in all of those, the mass, the overall mass of those build, buildings was quite a bit less by, you know, four times less than the overall mass of this building. It's going to block views in both directions. I'm glad that the building has uh, affordable housing, but the rest of the, the units, they're not going to be affordable to the people that live here. They're going to be affordable to people that are coming into the city, not those that live here. You, 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 you know, you can, I'll leave it at that. Um, and finally, I, I, you know, if this is built, it's going to forever change our downtown. So it's just too big. Thank you. That's all the public speakers we have. Okay, then I'm going to close the uh, forum. And uh, before we proceed on deliberation, I just have some questions for staff. Uh, the key is, does this project comply with the downtown specific plan? 
thank you, Chair Adelman. Uh, we have uh, not done a re-review of the resubmittal. This was brought uh, quickly back to the DRC to um, gauge your input on uh, what you provided back a few months back. Um, once uh, DRC has completed its review and provided a recommendation, uh, we will review a project completely for its compliance. Okay. Then, uh, does any of the members have any questions of staff based on what's been presented by the public? And we're going to move forward with deliberations. So we're looking for comments, discussions, and eventually a motion uh, to send forward to the Planning Commission. Let's start, William? No. No? I'll, I guess I'll start. Um, first of all, thank you, staff, for showing all these before and after images. It really helps trying to see what actually changed. and. The changes that the applicant has made, I think, are quite significant. Um, the basically uh, the treatment at the corner um, as a separate building, I think, is probably the most successful aspect of this. So it really does uh, give you the uh, sense of a different building increment there. So I appreciate those changes and also. Um, some of the reduction of the massing, particularly as what's apparent along uh, Figueroa and in the courtyard itself. Uh, so I appreciate that. The push to have the Figueroa elevations to have more of a character that is perhaps more in line with the um, you know, early 20th century commercial, which you see on Main Street, uh, I think is, is successful. And I, I like that juxtaposition of the modern on Thompson uh, compared to that. The issue of the massing divided in two, I think, has is, is been relieved by the change in the aesthetic, as well as that interesting stare that you placed on Thompson that literally separates the two portions of the building as well as maintaining those balconies. So I think my concerns that I had prior about the separation of massing has been addressed in that. A um, couple of design things that I'm um, still not too sure about is the, I had mentioned that the courtyard design, uh, I find it um, a little bit Bauhaus in its attack. It's just... Did you say Flophouse? Bauhaus. Oh, Bauhaus, okay. It's like really, you know, I mean, you have all this articulation and on the facade of the building, and then we come inside, and, you know, it's, it's uh, 30, 1930s Germany. Um, so I'd like to see perhaps some material articulation, like... Uh, particularly the massing that is on Figueroa, that it should kind of wrap into the courtyard, perhaps with the, uh, the cornice element and perhaps some of the, um, the brick veneer, at least at the base of that space, so that the building reads as a single um, structure. Um, and uh, the... Massing on the corner, 
I don't like the uh, the you have a break. It looks like between the second and the third level there, and it actually the legs come in. It appears from the facade, and it just looks like you put it's on stilts. So I'd rather see that mass those. Uh, divisions between them actually come down to the ground consistently so that we read that um, as uh, yeah. um, I uh, ask you a question Commissioner, uh, committee member Kurt uh, Corman the, uh, will you clarify that well if you look at it here you have a it looks like it um, I think it's a shadow you're seeing yeah, so is that, plane. what is that? It's in a single plane. There's, a, there's also an eyebrow uh, in terms of a shading device for that southern facade. Uh, I don't need to speak. Okay, so, because it looks like it steps out below the cafe sign. It looks like the, with the shadows there. Oh, I, the, I, I, I see it now. I was actually looking at the old, the old project. I would rather read bad. that consistently all the way it, down. It is to all the consistent. It's a okay. shadow line, I think. And then at the base there, I would I'd like to see a base on those legs, you know, to really um, some further articulation. Yeah, further articulation at the base to kind of uh, mimic that early 20th century um, commercial type structure. Um, and I do appreciate the uh, the change you made at the top of the so-called modern side. Um, I, that's just a darkened stucco with integral color, I would hope. Mm -hmm. And because it really kind of caps that view of the building. So again, you have the base of the concrete, uh, board form concrete, the stucco, and then the appearance of the top. So um, I think it caps the building very well. The element that comes down, I see the figure where it says the Figueroa sign. Um, is that a stucco plane that goes past the concrete, or is it another material? The cladding. It's cladding? It, oh, no, the, the piece that drops down below the concrete is a, a framed element of wood, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, does that go all the way up, then, to...? It, it goes up to just below the 211. Okay. And so the... So that is um, the uh, elevator lobby there. Is that uh, stucco then that is cladding that as well? It's not stucco. I think it's probably, uh, at this point, it's a metal panel. Okay. Yeah, board form concrete and then a metal panel up above that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, the last thing is that uh, you told me that it's concrete is creating that cornice element going across there. Is there any articulation in that, or are you just simply... It's just an extension right CAD now. is also cast in place? Yeah. Okay. All right. All the comments I have right now. Jack, any uh, comments on the landscaping that uh, we should be aware of? Yeah, I have a few comments. Um, I think one about the overall massing and articulation of the architecture, I, I think it, it is uh, an improvement from what we 
had before, and I applaud design team for um, putting all that time and effort into, into getting this in front of us. Um, I, I that one corner, one thing I do kind of miss is it would be, at least from this perspective, having something taller on the fig side of the roof. Um, and I, I know you have a, like a pergola up there, um, but I don't know, maybe a tree or something a little more height there I think would kind of help. And, and I would say too, like as far as breaking up the, the buildings in kind of what Chrissy was uh, alluding to, you know, that was a 50 foot lot kind of break up. I, I mean, one could still potentially argue that there could be more of that still. I think, as Curtis was saying, that that corner is, is I think, very successful in that it really does that, breaks up the building massing significantly. I, I think that's a very, uh, yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, and then that might also hold true for Figueroa, too. Is, uh, I really appreciate the wider, uh, if I might go to the streetscape, starting from there, and I was then going to go back up to the, the different terraces. The one thing, I, I really do appreciate these wider sidewalks. I, I think that is fantastic. Um, the more width you get on the sidewalks, the better it is, that separation from the traffic. It is, you know, Thompson can be very busy uh, at times, and, and in order to really make those spaces successful so that people want to be out there, um, um, more vegetation, you know, ballers, whatever, some of these elements I'm seeing really help um, ameliorate that. I am feeling though that corner fountain, for some reason I just, it, it just doesn't work for me. I feel like it's a little complicated maybe. Um, maybe if, if I would look at simplifying that, I, I do appreciate the fact that you want to kind of make some separation there. It is a busy corner, correct? And for the people with some seating there in the cafe, cafe but I think it's on that one wall, especially it's rather high there, and then you don't see anything but a blank wall at that side of that stepped fountain. So um, does it have to be a, a fountain that cascades? I don't know, maybe it could be something simpler with bubbles bubbling, or um, I, I don't know, I would take another look at that as far um, as, as that space goes. Moving on up to the different um, the roof garden um, on the northeast, I think I really like those kind of curvy waveforms that you guys put up there and the fact that it's not only on the ground plane, but it's being repeated in the pergolas. I think that's a very nice design concept and it really speaks to the kind of beach um, context that, that we have here. So I, I really applaud you guys on that. I think that, that space is, those spaces up there are some of the more successful. Um, and and I, I know, too, that a lot of these spaces are un, still under development as, as you go through the process. The, the one area that still, um, why I was bringing up that question earlier, is on the pool spool deck area, especially that one perspective I'm seeing. And again, I realize perspectives, too. You, you don't always get all the things you want in there um, with the time you have. But that one wall looks really... And, and I know if you have some taller planting, I know there it would could then hide or, or like shade the, the, the deck, um, so you don't always want to do that. But it, it just looks 
very kind of severe right now and I think needs a lot more development there. I'd also say too when you have that circular planter and then that oval intersecting oval shape which is the kind of the turf lawn or astroturf lawn that to the side where it abuts the, the kind of lower patios there's some dead spaces there or very small spaces that are, are kind of not doing anything so I, I think that might want to take another look at that and see how you could make those spaces. I think because every inch on these, these, you know, um, pat, not patios, but excuse me, uh, th these deck spaces are, are, are really valuable. So I, I might take another look at that to see how you can make those spaces just a little more efficient. I, I do like the forms. I think there's some good things that are happening. I just, again, it just needs more development. And, um, you know, as far as we have had a lot of comments, too, about people talking about the size of this and the scale. And, you know, I, I've traveled quite a bit through the world. and I've seen many, many places that have taller buildings than this. And they're some of the most beautiful places in the world. So I, I think that the architects have done a really good job with this building and that it is going to be an amenity to the town. And... I understand the desire coming from a small town, Cambria, very small, um, and I, I was coming down here, when I first moved here, I was kind of shocked a little bit by the tall buildings, but uh, again, I, I think this is well done and it's much needed, and um, I, I don't have a, a problem with that. Those are my comments. William, you have anything to add? Yes. Um, I'm gonna, my notes are pretty frenetic and all over the place, so I'll do my best. Um, the corner, if you, if you just take away the building and, and buildings become walls and become the edge of our public space, and the corner, I think, is in really well done. I actually think it's a slight lesson uh, to be learned. Uh, anyone that has been to Barcelona knows how they cut the corners of the buildings and create a... The, uh, a square at every at every intersection. I think that that's a lesson that uh, that uh, that I'm fairly sure that's a uh, can be a public space if it's used partially for the building. That's fine. I'm hoping that it will stay somewhat public, and because that that to me right there is the is the most successful part of, of the building. Um, the the landscaping. The courtyard, expanding the courtyard by, I think, about nine feet um, from, from 39, or oh, three feet, actually, but it's still, it's a, it's a little bit wider. I think the courtyard is, is great. Um, the, the orientation is well done. I think that the, the expanding, if, if you actually do get to use the edge of, of the street, for the bikes and such, and say, as I was told that it, it will happen, I think that that's great, and and that actually creates the public space. It creates a walkway, so there's a there's a length that you walk, and then you get to that corner, and it's open, and the landscaping on that corner, I'm fine with it. I I see the the fountain as the terminus to the lavendera, which was designed from the from the mission, and that little stream going through that. Uh, thing maybe it's successful maybe it's not on Figueroa and maybe we should have a Figueroa open to cars maybe we shouldn't maybe it should have water I don't know but that's the way I saw that is like kind of the terminus to that because that is where the mission 
that's actually part mission to me. I mean, maybe I'm just romanticizing that, or, or it, but that's how I feel about that fountain. So it works for me, because I, I see it as a nod to the mission. Um, I think the massing is really well done. Um, I do see the building as being broken up into different buildings. Um, I, I think that the the that I appreciate all the effort that has gone. It's gone. It's gotten one story lower, which is wonderful. Um, the roof, using the roof as a roof garden, that's great. I think that. I don't have any issues with uh, any of the stuff on the building or the unit size. Um, I, in general, for me, the building's too tall. And as, as successful, I think, as the design is, and yes, there's all kinds of cities in the world where they have much taller buildings, much smaller streets, but is that the character of Ventura that we, that that we want as a city, and I don't think that the foreign base code and the downtown specific plan did see it as being six stories. I see it saw it as being uh, a little bit lower in density. I mean, lower in height. I don't have a problem with density. I'm all for density. I'm all for extra housing. I want. I think we need housing. Um, we need a lot more of it, and we can have a lot more of it. We're a gap-toothed town, and if and if we went everywhere with um, the height of this building. I really think that it would change the character of the city. So I, I'm, I only have a problem really with the height. I don't necessarily have a problem with the mass or the massing or the placement of the building, the orientation of the courtyard. All that is, is fine with me. I only have a problem with the height. And I think that's about it for me. I'll probably find something else in my notes. Okay, we can come back to you on that. Um, I think the changes that were made uh, by your team are, are positive, very positive. Uh, it's a much improved design, uh, and I would agree with Dick, uh, with, uh, with your architect, that uh, this is a quality design. It is, it is well done, but I do have the same concerns that William has, as the building is just too tall. Uh, and I'm not too sure what the solution is to make it appear smaller, except to reduce it in size. But maybe, maybe there's a way to accomplish this. Um, I'd like to see the fountain maybe a little bit more dynamic. Uh, I think that's going to be a noisy corner, so any type of bubbling or spraying or water movement uh, would be good. Um, I think as a city, you know, we need to really ask ourselves, uh, are we going to be driving forward by looking in the rearview uh, window? Or are we going to take a different approach? Uh, and I think that's something that really needs to be discussed further. Uh, but in general, I am supportive of the design uh, with some concerns about the height of the building. So uh, I don't know if there's anybody on the commission that can wrap all that up into a motion. Uh, so. We're seeking basically to recommend approval, disapproval, or list concerns. Thank you. What would be an appropriate type of motion? Thank you, Chair Adelman. If I could just take a moment while um, the DRC formulates a recommendation and dismiss the applicant team, um, you're welcome to go back to your seats um, as the Thank DRC makes a comment. Thank you. Um, I'm, I might add that I'm, 
I'm choosing not to comment on the height, um, as this still has to go and get analyzed by staff for that issue. And given the circumstances of mandates and whatever is coming down, I would defer to the body above us, the Planning Commission, to contend with that. Although, you know, you can state, yes, it is higher than what is allowed currently in the DOD, and I understand that. Well, I, so we're told not to talk about regulations. We're told not to talk about what the state is mandating. But yeah. what I'm talking about is the feel of what that area will be. So that's, what I, that's where I'm t uh, talking about it, and uh, it's purposeful that we're not talking about the regulations. Um, that, but I still think that the feeling of the building, the height of the building, changes the feel of the area design-wise, and it will change if we have that everywhere. And by the way, the city of Ventura used to be a lot more dense, used to be a lot taller. There were a lot of tall buildings on Main Street. <clears throat> so, you know, some of them burned down, some, you know, we don't have as many as we used to, and we do have tall buildings. Um, it's just uh, whether that is the intent and that is what we want for the character of that area, that being two blocks off of, off of downtown. And it's an awfully fast transect to make it go down, go down that quick. But you know, I, I, I just think it's too tall for, for that location. Well, we can use the word concern. You're not saying it's no, too tall, no. it's too, too low, but it's, it's, a, it's a concern. And maybe it's something that the Planning Commission needs to address or not address. Well, they get to deal with different things than we do. Yeah. We're, we're talking about the design of it and, and the pros and cons of it. Chair Adelman and committee members to, to address your question and comments that have been made. And so, um, you know, this committee is reviewing the design and to give you the freedom to review design and make all of the comments such as committee member Grodin did um, in thinking that the building is too tall um, and Mr. and Chair Adelman, um, you know, the freedom of the, the committee is to talk about every aspect of the design and if you believe in your recommendation that the building should be designed to be um, less tall to please do so. All of um, the recommendations that are passed on by this committee will be taken to the next hearing body for discussion with its analysis of the DTSP as well as any applicable state laws. And so please feel free to comment on any aspect of the project. Um, to clarify, that's why we are not specifically focusing on the regulations at this meeting and doing that at the next meeting where all of that analysis and discussion is with at the next hearing body. Um, as far as your comment, Chair Adelman, about what we're looking for, staff's uh, recommendation tonight is to form a recommendation um, to the Planning Commission. If you believe that you are all at a point where you are ready to form a rec recommendation with your co design comments to the next hearing body, please do so. If you feel like you need more discussion or more detail or information, you're welcome to also ask that of the committee or of the applicant to bring back before the committee. So the committee always has those options um, to discuss and formulate a recommendation based on what you believe. Thank you. Well, um, if 
I was to form a um, motion, I think it would include um, a um, further articulation of the uh, interior courtyard, both in terms of materials and uh, landscape, um, in order to enhance the um, interior there. Yeah, yeah, and if we could also add, I, I, the way they did that waveform on the roof deck, it, I think it would be nice to kind of see that kind of brought forth to that pool deck as well. Okay, specifically in, in terms of the an overhead element or? No, you did, not necessarily just, overhead, no. I, I mean, th there's parts of it are happening there. I, I see how that could kind of be explored more. Okay. And then the uh, fountain, maybe taking another look at that. You'd like to uh, see the fountain more dynamic? Or? On the corner. I, I think if that is that one wall uh, that on that side, if you got rid of that, you could have that where it's a raised plinth or a square, and you could have it spill on, on you know, th two sides at least, or three sides um, in, into like a little or channel, something like that. And then you could have it spill on the other sides. I think it's just on that one side, it just feels like you're not, it could be, um, it's, it's a, you're not getting a good view of the fountain. And it's not like I don't have a problem with the fountain. I, I do appreciate that connection with um, the Mission Fountain. I think that is important to have a water element there. It's just, it, it's just the detail of it. And, and I would just say at least getting rid of that wall and maybe doing some kind of a spill on the corner. So could you wrap it up by saying enhance the fountain design, or do you want to be more specific? What's that? Do you want to just say enhance the design, or do you want to, if there's a motion, would you want it to be more specific? Yeah, I'm being more specific, saying simplify the fountain, remove that one wall that's facing Figura and the interior of the courtyard there in that corner, and that you could then have a, the, the fountain could spill into like a runnel, like a sheet flow, down on both sides, and then you could see, then you're getting, you're showing water spilling on all sides on that corner. And then you could step it down from there. So that, that's how I would say, I would suggest, make a motion to simplify it. And then the motion would also include on that, on that one deck to, to try to get rid of like those kind of there's a few weird angles. You get some dead spaces on there to, to maximize the landscaping and or usable areas. And just more planting around that deck because it's it, it does look rather bare right now. Well, I think Jack has somewhat the beginnings of a motion. Maybe you could read, staff could read back what was just stated and see if someone's willing to incorporate that. Chair Adaman, I go ahead. No, no, no. Committee no, member Carmaine, if you were raising your hand. Please. Uh, Chair Adaman, we, we are looking for the committee to deliberate and formulate a motion based on your recommendations of discussion. Um, if there's consensus with what committee member um, uh, Kiesel is saying, you know, if you could discuss that amongst yourselves and then formulate a recommendation. All right. Do we have consensus on the fountain? Does anyone want to add anything to that? 
Okay, it sounds like that's something that could be incorporated into a motion, right? To enhance the fountain, yeah. uh, have a better flow of water, and remove the back wall. Yeah, just remove the black, that one back wall. That's the one element that just. That one? Yeah. In in that motion too, I would like to have the um, uh, articulation of the facade of the building that is on the Figueroa side to continue the cornice and some base element along the courtyard that represents that side of the building. And also to create a base on the brick veneer. Either You could either fatten up the columns or base there with a, you know, maybe even real bricks or something along the base or some treatment to create that sense of base along the street. Uh, William, any concerns with that? I don't have any comments. Okay. Uh, Jack, any I concerns? Agree, I agree with that. Okay, I agree also with that. Uh, anyone else have something that they might want to try to incorporate into a motion? No. Do, uh, do we want to go so far as the state that uh, we think the building is too tall? we have a consensus on that or not? I would not support that. Okay. Uh, I would hold, because you have those other developments right down the way. It's, you know, you got a lot of large stuff around there now. It's kind of cats out of the bag. Okay. Um, any concerns on your part on that? No. Oh. Okay, so it sounds like we're, we're going to be recommending that this go forward to the Planning Commission with the following recommendations. And someone will need to put that into a... Do we have a second? We can take that as a motion. Yeah, I'll second that. Okay. And we'll do a roll call for this. Okay, then uh, Madam Clerk, can you call the roll? Can we read back what the actual vote is? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Okay, so the motion is that we, um, that you revisit the uh, fountain, removing the wall from the uh, uh, Figueroa side and just basically open it up a little bit more. Am I getting that right? Yeah, yes. Okay, and in the uh, courtyard to um, um, liven up some of the dead spaces and take down or lower the one wall separating the kind of the pool area from the... Yeah, you should, it would be nice if you could see into that okay. pool space so that it would be, you would engage that spool deck with the greater plaza space. All right. And does that cover your elements, your aspects of the motion? Yeah, that would be it. Uh, that part of, of the okay and, and then right yeah so so I, I know there's further development that's going to be happening I'm sure as it moves on but th those are just some of the very specific things. okay and then my part of the motion was to articulate the um, uh, in the courtyard the frontage on Figueroa to be reflected on the um, courtyard facade at least showing uh, brick material and a cornice to match that. 
and then to further develop the base of the building along Figueroa, um, where the uh, brick is and the corner element. And then we had a second, we'll do roll call. Wait, wait, may I ask a question before we go to roll call? Uh, how tall is Marcel, the cat that's probably out of the bag? I'm guessing that's the cat that's out of the bag. Well, the, the other adjacent? Marcel, but is that the one you're talking about? Or are you talking about an apartment complex? No, the one, well you said the cat's out of the bag. And well, I'm just I, wondering these, which, these, how I'm tall talking about the is. adjacent developments right down the way, like right next to Mar the wave. Marcel. You, you, is, yeah, Marcel. I think it's Marcel. Oh, yeah, you, how tall is that? I, were those four, four, five, five, five stories down? Is that what they are? Okay. Okay, that was my question. Are we okay with taking the roll call? Sure. Sure. I'm ready. Okay, we have Member Cormain. Yes. Member Kiesel. Yes. Member Tomasello is absent. Vice Chair Grodin. No. Chair Antelman. Yes. The motion carries. Motion carries. Uh, we'll move forward with staff communication. Thank you. Sorry, Levine or, or you, me, you, me. Um, thank you, committee members. Uh, we, you, this evening adopted the 2023 calendar that will be scheduled. Our next meeting will be the third um, Wednesday in January as approved this evening. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you to the members of the public who uh, attended this evening. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all of those things. Okay, meetings adjourned. Nick, do you have a moment? Darn, I had a question. Thank you for Can I ask a question off the record then? Yeah. Make sure that's off. No, I don't care if the mic's on. I was going to ask. So staff communication was basically saying, okay, okay forget that. Um, we were going to hear about the- Thank you all for your time. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's a good pleasure. Roger, looks good. Good luck with it. Um, the, the, we were going to get a review kind of of the upcoming things as we are in the last month of 2022. You said something about having that. Yeah. Are we going to still get that? I'll probably and now we're off the record, so you go. Street.
1959. It's extremely interesting.